Josh Holland. What's up? What's up, man? Thanks for coming on the program. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm super duper pumped and grateful to Shaker Pie for making the introduction. Shaker Pie. Everyone should know that name. Shakes. Yeah. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, I'm super grateful for making the connection. So yeah. yeah. If you're listening out there, Shake and our um, one person studio, studio audience. audience. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. And what an epic episode we have lined up. Yeah. We're going to talk about curiosity, Nunchi, holistic wellness, all of the biohacking that's available to us to optimize our health so that we can achieve our North stars more efficiently so that we can become better in partners to our, to our intimate loved ones, to our children, to our community, all this type of stuff. I'm jacked. All of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. I love it. Now, how did Josh Holland become who he is today? Who were you growing up? What was your journey like? So I, um, I grew up, in a small town in Oklahoma called Chandler, Oklahoma. And uh, I smile as I talk about Chandler because I, I loved my childhood. And, um, you know, the, the town is about 3,000 people, so it's super small. Everybody knows everyone. And, you know, it's like we, we have people that are called nosy, so like they want to be in your business. But it's because they also care, but also because they want to be in your business, right? It's a good way to have gossip. But if you can imagine... Growing up in a place like that, I felt endless amounts of support. And so if I ever needed something, if I ever needed someone to talk to or someone to borrow money from or, um, you know, my car broke down, there was always someone there, which was very interesting. Um, so I'm very, very grateful to have the childhood that I had, although I grew up very poor, very poor, was on welfare, um, you know, just about as bad as it can be but i'm grateful to have experienced that because it now i see that when you do become successful and you do have the means to be able to support yourself and a family and things like that i'm beyond grateful for it and you're probably going to hear me say grateful and gratitude quite a bit because i am that yes yeah it's probably one of the most powerful feelings is gratitude and you can't be grateful and angry at the same time and grateful and resentful at the same time you 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 have gratitude is such a strong powerful emotion i'm wondering when you're growing up and you're having these instances of noticing like that there's you know welfare and that there's it's a you know three thousand person city there's not really enough at times to sustain even at those basic nutrient level needs two things first is how did you know that you wanted to leave the small city and go out to what was you know what was the intuitive calling to leave to to see bigger things in the world and then the other thing is would you say that some of those instances of not having those those basic needs be met then triggered a lot of the wisdoms that you have today in in seeing more abundance great questions and i'll preface this by saying um i go on tangents and rabbit holes quite easily (laughs) so be prepared okay good good. (laughs) and uh hopefully you can reel me back in but i love the connection we've already made and i love listening to your your 
your shows that you put out there because it seems easy to do that and it becomes this beautiful show. Um, so if you're ready for this, I'm ready for it. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. Um, all right. So growing up in my small town and then sort of what led me to leaving that town ultimately was this idea of, I, I sensed that there was much more, there was much more for me to achieve, to, to search for. And curiosity is probably the main, uh, descriptive word that I could use for myself. I've always been very, very curious. And so I knew that like, okay, I, I know everyone in my town, but then like when I travel to another city or I travel to another town or I travel out of state, I'm like, well, wait a minute, maybe there's towns like my towns in other states. And what about parts of the world? And, you know, every time I watch a movie, I see New York City and I see LA and I see France, I see other places. And I just felt like, you know what? I want to get out of this city, this little town at some point. And so where did I go? I went to Oklahoma City, right? <laughs> so after I graduated high school. Which went, is a big deal for from 3,000 person city to over a million. To over a million, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so like 1.8, almost 2 million. Um, and so I, what got me out of the town was the curiosity, but it was also because I went to college. And that's almost like the natural flow, especially where, where I'm from. It's you grow up, you you meet your loved one in high school, you get married either before high school finishes or right at, right as high school finishes. And then you may go to college or you start a business and you support a family and you get married and you have kids. And that's kind of the normal trajectory of a person from my town. I was like, eh -eh. like, I, I think when I set up my first email ever, I had the email of going pro 22 because I knew 22 was my basketball number. So I, I, after getting a black belt at the age of 12, it was like, oh, there's that mosquito, the one that, rabbit hole. The one that bit you a little bit ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah rabbit hole, but I'm reeling it back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got a black belt at the age of 12. It's so badass. Yeah. And we can talk about that as well, but from, bat, from uh, karate or from getting a black belt to then basketball, I kind of realized that, you know what? I want to play professionally. I want that to be my calling, right? So I chose the college that I went to based on being able to get a scholarship. And so I got an academic scholarship and a athletic scholarship. And then from there, I'm like, wow, this is what I want to do. I want to go pro. And that was kind of what led me into understanding more about injuries and how to perform better which yeah. is ultimately what got me to where i am now interesting i see it i see it and i i had to and i'm making this a full circle yeah, yeah. answer because this is great i had to choose a college in which i i could go to for free because i didn't have the money yep. to be able to, to to do that right and i saw the example of my older brother my brother mario is 364 days older than i am so we're irish black irish twins and um, so we're one day out of every year, we're yeah. the same age, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and it's impressive what my mom and dad did and, and having that occur. Very interesting. Um, so I saw my brother as an example of kind of what not to do in wow. that he chose a school that was a private school that cost money. And so he had a small scholarship as well, but it wasn't enough to cover all of it obviously yeah. so that put a burden on him and on my dad 
and I saw that and I kind of said to myself, and this is the first time I'm, I'm actually publicly saying this, but like I said to myself at that moment, I want to do whatever I can to not allow that to happen, to put, you know, that kind of burden on myself and on my family. Yeah. So I'm going to choose, I'm going to work my butt off. I'm going to play the best that I can be the best that I can be so that I, so that I can go to a, a big school, get it for free and academically, you know? So I actually made money going to school because I had like these, um, these other jobs. Like I was a tutor for my yeah, basketball yeah, team. Yeah. Um, I worked at uh, GNC general, general nutrition center. Mm -hmm. So that's where I got all the extensive knowledge of like supplements and stuff, you know? Wow. Yeah. The dots are connecting. I, that's interesting. So much, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Interesting story also with Mario, your older brother and how, you saw that you didn't want to take on a similar amount of, of financial burden on yourself and your family, but that you're going to work your ass off in order to get the high level scholarships that you need. And it's interesting that you had black belt by age 12. Mm -hmm. And then you had this uh, point guard uh, player in, so in college ball, and then that led to also semi pro mm -hmm. ball. Okay. And then GNC on this nutrition as well. Yeah. And it's super interesting. I can kind of see it formulating now the, the essence of you at this like kind of like early twenties time period. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it, there's, there's so many layers to my journey, but there's also so many layers to all of our journeys. Right. And what led that journey was constant curiosity. Yeah. Right. So I, I'll bring it back to the constant curiosity because I wasn't the guy that, and again, because I grew up poor, this is reeling it back because I grew up very poor. I vowed to never need again in my life. Right. And so this is what ultimately shaped me into the person that I am very grateful for that. Because, you know, if I didn't experience the pain and, you know, and the the embarrassment of having to have food stamps, like to pull out food stamps when my friends are pulling out real money. Right. For me, I was I was pulling out Monopoly money. Yeah. It's very embarrassing. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then they change it to a card. And then, you know, and it, it just has this level of embarrassment. But it's what lit the fire under under me to say, you know what? Josh is never going to be that. Not that that's you know, a bad thing. Cause it's, it's what shaped me, but I knew that I wanted to transcend that and have that be something that, you know, I, if I need to support my family, I can do that. And so, you know, the curiosity is what got me to go, okay, if I'm good at basketball and I'm good at school because you know, there's an art to school. I felt like school was easy for me. Right. Which is interesting because when we're forced to learn the way we're forced to learn, not the way that I think really we should learn. I think we should just evolve into being thrust into nature, being thrust into work, being thrust into many different ideas. Like we should be spending more time with people who are doing the things that we want to do yes. in the real world yes. sense. Right. Yes. Again, <laughs> going to rabbit hole on that. Um, but because I was curious, in fact, I went to right around the time that I got my black belt, I went to an entrepreneurship camp at Oklahoma State University. Okay. For two reasons. Okay. At 12 years old, why am I going oh, you to... went to an entrepreneur camp at age 12. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's another cool aspect to this, connecting the dots. Got it. Cool. Right? Okay. So I got a chance to see my dad be an entrepreneur. Mm. 
I learned what it was to be an entrep- entrepreneur. What was he doing for his entrepreneurship? So my dad was the chief of police in my hometown. Wow. He was the head of EMT. He was a storm chaser. He ran a karate school, Whoa. and he was a plumber, a carpenter, and a massage therapist all wow. in one. Yeah, that's very polymathic. I love that. Yeah? That's great. So this is what I grew up that's great. seeing. And then I had my mom, who I also looked up to as well, you know, the support when her and my dad divorced, I, I got a chance to also witness the strength within her, the power within her to see all and experience all the things that she had to go through. So she also was, she was a brown belt in, uh, in karate. Yeah. And, you know, she had to take on the task of, of two growing young men. Yep, yep yearning for their father but also having to like support us and you know and she got in and out of a couple abusive relationships and we witnessed that so my childhood is what ultimately allows me to be very empathetic to other people that i work with so that when some people look at me and say oh but like of course you're fit because you know you you have good genes or you know because you work out all the time and it's like no, <laughs> you know, like I am paddling up, up stream. Yeah. You know, I started with a very interesting childhood and I've, I've kind of worked through that and I've allowed it to, to be a part of who I am so that I can then draw lots of different perspectives. I think it's all about perspective. Yeah. And as long as you're curious enough to, to, to see something through the darkness, right? Then I know like on the other side of it, it has to be something beautiful. Yes. And, yes. you know, so I've gone from being an entrepreneur. Like when I was 12, I went to this camp to understand, first of all, how to spell the word. <laughs> Second of all, like what it truly means. And so when I got back from that camp, I said to my dad, I'm like, I know what it is you do. And, you know, it's like, I get it now. Yeah. So yeah. I saw that my dad was having to put so many things together to get ends to meet to take care of us. Yeah. And I understood that at a very young age. Yeah, yeah. It's like all my friends would get allowances. Yep, yep. All my friends would get, you know, to be able to do all these different things. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like yeah. an allowance. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like yeah. I was lucky enough to be able to get new clothes for the next school year. Yeah. Right. So what did I do? I, I emulated what I saw my dad doing, putting everything together to make ends meet. So I mowed yards, I raked leaves, I shoveled snow. I had a government job at age 14 when I was, so I worked at a a Subway, Subway sandwich shop. At age 14, I was a Sunday manager. I was running the store by myself, learning how to to balance out the register, learning how to open, close, having the responsibility of a key at 14 years old. Yeah, yeah. Right? And this is because I had to, I saw my dad doing this. I was already a black belt, so I was at this maturity level of, of having grown adults bow to me, bow to the studio, the dojo, understanding that it wasn't even about how old I was. It was the experience that I had within me at such a young age. And to become a black belt in my dad's karate system called the American Karate System, in order to have a black belt, you have to certify in anatomy and first aid. Mm. Why? Because that's a part of his journey. Yeah. And so when he wanted to create this system, he wanted everyone to experience some of what he had to experience to get to where he was. 
So anyway, yeah, <laughs> so much we can talk Love about, it. man. There's it's again the dots are making more sense, especially that you took on a a pretty serious amount of responsibility at a young age to do things like in a sense, you know, mirror a lot of your dad's polymathy. Like you saw that he was going and drawing from a lot of different fields. You began doing that yourself. You took on responsibility at a young age at a a managerial level, you know, the key opening and closing the stores. You know, this is the type of stuff that sort of, like you said, it makes you mature quickly and it makes you realize that you definitely want something more beyond this in life. You want to go and achieve more and I see also how it ended up being kind of a synthesis for you in terms of uh, holistic wellness as well, drawing from all these different fields uh, as you kind of went through your uh, later on in your collegiate and uh, and beyond days. Is that also kind of the birth of wanting to do some of the one-on-one training with people and wanting to take what you've gathered and then personalized to people was that kind of like the time of the birth of it and this definitely and this is then the move to new york yeah it's it's interesting and it's a really good question i love the way you phrase it because it's i guess at some point in my childhood i must have learned or felt this this immediate reward of helping people and making people happy I I couldn't, I can't put a finger on exactly when that was, but at some point I must have witnessed my father taking care of people because everyone in my town loves my, my dad and and my mom. It was just that when she moved, it, it mostly was just my dad. My dad stayed in my hometown. He still lives there to this day. Everyone, because again, because of the small town mentality or the idea of being in a small town, everyone already knew us but that could be a good thing or a bad thing. So when I saw that people that I look up to, my dad and others, when they make people feel good, I saw, I, I experienced what I felt in witnessing that. And it's like, well, that feels good to me to witness this. So what can I do to also feel this yeah. more and have other people feel that? Because surely there's more people out there like me that are feeling this, right? And this is a very deep, I like the way you you asked the question because it's 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 allowing me to talk about things that I haven't talked about on other shows, yeah. um, and it's it's allowing me to be aware of parts of my childhood that I maybe hadn't been aware of because the question hadn't been asked that way. Yeah. Also, maybe you know, um, being elevated a little bit at this yeah, moment allows yeah. me to be very introspective, which also ultimately leads me to the the idea of my logo and things like that, which we'll talk about. But yeah. um, Seeing that, I think, is the first time in my in my childhood is what got me to say, whatever it is I do in life, I want it to always make people feel good because it that. makes me feel good. Yeah. yeah. And then from there, I started to see the different routes. Yeah. So me playing basketball in high school at a high level, me um, doing martial arts at a very high level, I got a chance to see the Eastern philosophy of things. So people who would be considered quacks are people that I bow to. Yeah. People that I totally. call my grandmaster. Yeah. And even to this day, I have the utmost respect just because of what it meant to me in my childhood. And to see them work with 
herbs and tinctures and topical ointments and things like that to heal people and to to literally create chi in the palm of their hand and help them to heal people caused me to go wow yeah again this is you're talking about a curious person who sees that yeah yeah maybe other people they might go oh yeah okay cool they either believe it or they don't but for me i'm like What's behind all yes, of that? Yes, Teach me. Yes. So even though I wasn't a big fan of reading then, I'm a huge fan of reading now, I still wanted to look at all the magazines and watch the videos and talk to people. This is why I like to talk. This is why I like to have a podcast show. Yeah. This is why I like yeah. to come on to podcast shows because I know that there's so much more beyond what a person's saying, you know, you yeah. know and I use that in my practice at this very day. Yeah. And I, I learned that from a very, very young age because of martial arts. But then because of basketball, I learned that, well, in martial arts, it's it's normal, standard to not heavy, heavy weight train. Because why? It's this idea of weights and bulkiness slows you down. But when I started playing basketball, I started to see that, wait a minute, no. I'm actually doing much better in basketball when I actually weight train. Yeah. So then... The curious person to me is like, so you're saying there's two sides maybe to this? Well, maybe there's a third side. Maybe there's 1,200 sides, right? So anyway, yeah, that's that. I think it's a long-winded answer to say that. Interesting. Those are all variables. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. those are all variables. Yeah, I see. That's a good way to – that's a good, great way to put it. There's like – for some reason, there's like sometimes an obsession with like a unidimensional greatness and – yeah, it can be it can be good to train a single variable in depth, like, you know, becoming in uh, the the world's best protocol designer in the decentralization movement or uh, for the bioengineering with all of the different technologies like CRISPR Cas9 and beyond that are evolving. If you really, really, really good at one of those things, you can become kind of like the world's best in that field. And that's great. But a lot of the times then you miss all of the multivariability that actually goes into play. Like you can miss an interesting connection between decentralization and biology. And you can miss an interesting connection between actually lifting weights and how that actually can enhance uh, what would be deemed as like a lean performance style sport uh, or how meditation or nutrition or sleep or the spiritual mystic traditions uh, or biohacking affects also all different aspects of life, business success, all this type of stuff. And so this is a massive principle of our program is to be very polymathic in that sense, to drive home some of these, uh, these unique synthetic perspectives that end up augmenting many different aspects of our lives. And so that also begins to make sense. I want to see if this, if this, sort of I also want to say one more thing before I ask this question which is that another big part of the show is to give these runways to people so that people can dig into their journeys and their north stars and their passions and their essence as a soul and unleash it in ways that maybe they haven't before Mm -hmm. in in ways that we can help be a conducive container to that flourishing It's, it's critical and I hope that with your podcast and all the other ones that are currently occurring around the world to make basically that as one of the one of the points of the programs is to enable that unique flowering um, of the guest to share their wisdom and and for the both for themselves for the for the interviewer and the, the audience as well 
And then my question would be that, you know, as we look at, as we look at kind of like, you know, some of these, some of these main fields, you know, fitness, health, nutrition, wellness, and also the biohacking component, the meditation component, the uh, athletic component, the sleep component, all this type of stuff. Did you see, you know, as you're kind of moving, you know, you're getting involved in the space, you're moving to New York, picking up work with clients, you can tell us about the journey aspect to that as well. But did you see it kind of like, we love talking about patterns, mm-hmm. right? And you kind of see it like patterns, like this specific person is this specific unique soul. And they have their specific patterns that they have with their family and their relationships with their activities and habits and their North Star, what they're pursuing. And then you kind of come in as like someone that does a like a data visualization of who they are and what they're doing. And then you kind of help with all of these different fields, fitness, health, nutrition, wellness patterns that enhance them, augment them. Is that about right? Spot on, man. <laughs> I Excellent. mean, it's, it's at the end of the day, optimization. It's it's um, helping people become aware of who they are, truly who they are, based on what they do. And I have a mantra that I I go by, I live by, that is our bodies and minds adapt to what we do most of the time. Yeah. If you want to change your body and mind, you must change what it is you do most of the time. That's beautiful. And so when you take yeah. that as a an awareness piece, I have to also understand that I and I guess going back to one of the first questions you asked, which is what led me to leave the small town, it was this very idea of, I want to do much more in life. And it was expected to to do life a certain way. And then you have one thing you focus on. I've had many people throughout my career, even to this day, Josh, you need to focus on one thing. You're either an actor, you're either a model, you're either an athlete, you're either a, a trainer. You can't be a trainer. I mean, even the law says in New York, you can't be a trainer or, you know, yeah, you can't be certain practitioner and be a trainer at the same time. Or, you know, you in, in some fields like in acting, you can't be a manager and an agent. You know, it's like all these limitations that are embedded into our society that I resist wholeheartedly. And whether I, I'm conscious of that or I just feel that it's innate within me. It's like, why not? Like if you always ask yourself and you ask others why, in fact, one of my one of my biggest influences in this world of quote unquote celebrity training is Madonna. And she's one person that made me understand the power of why. And there's a book out there, right? The the, the yeah. power I think it's called The Power of Why, right? And, and start with why, Simon said. Start with why as well. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um I didn't read those books. But I, I felt that from yeah. from a person as iconic as Madonna. That's great. So when you ask yourself why, yep. then then it's like, well, why not? Why shouldn't I learn as much as I can learn about nutrition? In fact, not even just nutrition as an umbrella, but like the Eastern philosophy, yep. the Western philosophy, the African philosophies, yes, right? Yes. There's many different things out there. And so if you can imagine my curiosity there, well, Okay, some people eat everything, omnivores. Some people only eat plants and vegetarians. And it's like, well, what is that about? Well, what is gluten-free about? What is keto about? Now you 
you take this subsection, yes. you take this this idea of nutrition, yeah. and it branches off into all these other things. Yeah. Which again comes back to this branching out of the logo, and but then coming back to the self, which is the X that marks the spot right in the middle of it, right? Yeah. So this is the journey. It's like it's a labyrinth that sort of um, symbolizes the journey in which one has to make. And there's many different turns. There's many different things that get you ultimately to the to the spot, yep. which is in the center, right? Yeah, you yeah. as the center, the self. Yeah. So self reflection, and also you could you could say that the fact that it's symmetrical right down the middle is that it's reflective, right? So. Yeah. There's all these layers to it, but because we all have layers and my journey has been a layering effect and it's still layering meeting you talking to you today on this very day yeah. in the middle of a pandemic and all these things, we're all adding layers to ourselves because yeah. we're forced to do things that we never thought we'd have to do. So again, that just kind of goes back to this idea of. I want to be, and we were talking about this with Shaker before we started the show today about how, what would I call myself? You know, what, what do we want to call me? And we, we started to come up with this idea of multi-modular. Yeah. And I like that because I want people when they work with Josh, when they work with me, they work with me because they see that there's many different layers to him because I, I, I purposefully didn't want to be pigeonholed. And, and limited to, oh, well, Josh is just a trainer, so we're going to have to get someone else. Why does that matter? Well, one, going back to the whole idea of not having money, if I can help service a person in many different aspects, then maybe they don't have to go and pay a nutritionist. Maybe they don't have to go and pay a chef. Maybe go. they don't have to hire a sleep coach, yeah, a yeah, therapist. Yeah, yeah. Not to say I am those things, yeah. but... I have enough experience. Totally. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. You, you, when you hit the most in this idea that you keep saying is that like you're in service to other people. And I love that. That's, that's this transitory. We're moving away from focusing on solely the service to self self dealing architectures and, and, and phenomenological states of consciousness to service to other states and finding the beauty and the meaning and the love and appreciation in that. And that's been something that you've been mentioning throughout this love for serving others and having that make you feel good. And what you're doing is you're also, you're targeting something upstream for them because mm -hmm. the more upstream of something that you target for them, the more all of the downstream kind of lines up really well with their health. And so then they don't need all of these other multi-thousand dollar investments into different categories of health and wellness if you're already smart enough to go all the way upstream and help them in that regard and they recognize that about you and about the way you see things and the patterns that mm -hmm. i'm talking about so you, you started sort of picking up more and more clients and working with them new york now i think it was was it like 16 years out there or something mm -hmm, like that was mm -hmm. it was it that long it was 16 years 16 yeah. years out there yeah and so you just moved to la re this year uh, i still i still have my place your, your place in new york too yeah. so because you, you have your place and you have you opened a a fitness center in mm -hmm. the as well as a mm -hmm. holistic center in mm -hmm. in um flatiron mm -hmm. district so so um yeah so then like this has been the general idea of working with clients identifying the patterns um doing that in new york finding 
over time being drawn more and more through especially kind of like recommendations to higher and higher places of prominence because people you know they respect you know when you have some issue with that needs uh, neurology neuroscientist uh, uh, (laughs) a neurosurgeon like like i want who's at the top of the hierarchy there like who knows the most from the most different fields and so that's why they're you know called up the most and paid the most and so Mm -hmm. that's why you're kind of you kind of got drawn up more to the celebrity folk because they saw that more Mm -hmm. and more that that was kind of your thing so that kind of started for you around that new york time and Mm -hmm. then yeah okay walk Yeah. yeah walk us through some of this yeah something i definitely think is uh worth mentioning is we when you mentioned looking into the patterns and and the essence of different people and helping them on their journey and then the trickle down effect that ultimately ultimately helps them is why I created my five pillars for optimum health and wellness. And the five pillars of op- optimum health and wellness are they, are they um, over on the, the it may be are they on the like it might be I don't know if I listed it there. Or are not. they on the Instagram? Then, no. no, I don't know. I don't. Okay. I have done it on my podcast. Okay. I have I have listed the, each of them on my podcast, on podcast? like separate separate. Um, oh, the, um, oh, episodes. I episodes. I see. Okay, okay. But it's okay. it's been um, interesting because this is what I use as like a a blueprint for how I work with people, and so yep. that blueprint. And I'll just rattle through them quickly, and then we can expand upon those, or we can move on to something else if you want. But let's do it. I love these. Pillars. It's let's it's it. it's really cool because for about mm, for several years, when I first decided I wanted to come up with a template to work with people from a holistic perspective, a multi modular perspective, yes. Yes. I knew that I needed to create a platform in which I could sort of use for each individual client and for myself to then also reflect back and draw back on time after time after time. So it for, for a while. Yeah. It's it's just like what I did with high level perception, publishing the project. It ends up being this like 10 chapter framework that you can kind of have as a lattice work. Right. And that's why you have your pillars that we're going to go through. Exactly. It's a very common theme that I've noticed with people is that they kind of like sponge up all of this, really beautiful especially like higher level visionary people sponge up all this great knowledge information and then they like ring it out in Mm. their own like lattice work of ideas that they can constantly reference and keep updating i love this let's let's do this i love i was so happy are you about to you're gonna use the the, we're gonna use the the the, we're gonna (laughs) bald camera yeah 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 that over the shoulder (laughs) shot that has a little bit of uh some of our our, yeah yeah okay so um the the five pillars for optimum health and wellness all have a, a distinctive uh, word in front of each of the pillars. And that distinctive word is quality. So the five pillars start with quality awareness. And Ooh, for, for me, I love that. That's the first one. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because that's where I was kind of going with earlier is that's the, the most upstream thing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So there's a prioritization. And for for many years, I only had four pillars until I started um, chatting with my good friend, Salim, who you recently met. Yeah. And um, he was telling me about some of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. That's right. And, you know, I've I've dabbled into meditation and all sorts of things. And and I 
I've done some neurofeedback and things like that. And so it wasn't until I read Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, I forget the name of it. Um, the uh, oh, Becoming Supernatural. Becoming Supernatural. Yes, yes. When reading that, some things started to click. Yeah. And then I got a Muse headband and I started doing some other neurofeedback stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, this, this is what meditation is all about. Wow, yeah, this is yeah. very powerful. Well, I kept start, sort of like feeling this sense of like, I need to add something else to my pillars because there's some things that I keep talking about and I keep experiencing that didn't quite fall into the other pillars. So that's when I came up with the most upstream one, which is it. quality oh, awareness. Goodness. It yeah. quickly went to the top. So basically the idea is that the five pillars are designed to work as a trickle down effect, but becomes yes. also very circular. Yes, yes. Very yin and yang, very, you know, in the way that nature works. I mean, everything is a, it's, yep. we're a unified field. You know, my effect with someone else totally. selfishly also helps me feel very good, totally. but also helps the unified field, right? Yes, We yes. could go very deep with that. Yes. Um, but number one is quality awareness. Yes. Okay. Yes. Within that includes meditation, self-reflection, just understanding who you are at the at the center. Yeah. Okay. Qual um, number two is quality sleep and recovery. Hmm. Mm. And for the longest time, remember that was my first pillar, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it was because it was the first thing I was talking about with all of my clients. Yep. Because I know that the better one sleeps and recovers the better the results will be, the yep. easier it is for me to work with them. They're yes. going to be most likely less stressed. That's right. Most likely much more open to, to different ideas and ways I'm going to get them to eventually move. Right. Yep. Yep. And, but again, you know, when you throw the awareness on that, you need to have the awareness that you even need to sleep and recover. That's well. right. Yeah. So that's why the, they're all going to feed into each other. And the one above it is going to help the one below it yes. even more. Yes. Yes. So um, within that, obviously, sleep and recovery, and there's so much within the recovery um, totally. aspect. And also, before I finish to number three, not only do I use quality as a distinctive um, word, um, there's also a low-level sort of primitive aspect and high-level, high-tech aspect to all of these. Yeah, So I like that a lot. And I, I embedded that into it because yep. of the very thing. I know there's lots of people out there who think, well, in order to work with Josh, you have to have a lot of money. Or you got to be famous. No, you don't. There's a lot of stuff that I, I mean, I give out a free podcast with free content yep. that I pay for. Yep, yep. So it doesn't get more free than that. Yep, right. Yep. You just got to listen in. If you really want to know what it's like to work with me, yep. go listen to my podcast or listen to interviews like this in which we, yep. we talk about these things. Yep. Right. Um, so there's, there's going to be a sort of primitive version and there's going to be a very modern high tech version and a blend of everything in between on each of the pillars. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. That yeah. It, in a sense, it kind of reminds me of the synthesis of indigeneity and modernity. And I, I love you that. Couldn't say yeah. it better. Yeah, you have that. a way with words, my friend. Yeah, thank you. And <laughs> yeah. look at this. Like this is, I love how you bring them for each one of these points. You're going to have, a sort of indigenous, holistic, yeah. old school, primal mentality, along with a modern tech driven mentality with quantified self biometrics, all this type of shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. 
And I wouldn't have had the wherewithal or the the um, the importance of pointing that out had I not had the childhood that I had. Exactly. You get what I mean? Totally. So when someone comes to me or challenges me with like, yeah, but like, why you got to do all this, spend all this money? This stuff is so expensive. And why are you doing it? It's like, I get it. I, I mean, this is what I spend investments on. I invest in myself, in my career because I have the ability to. And I also know that it's part of who I am. If I'm going to spend money on something, I'm going to use it. Yeah. Right. So if I want to make sure I use it, then I'll go ahead and, and you know, spend the thousand dollars sometimes that it costs to buy certain gadgets. Um, but best believe I'm going to get the most out of it. Yeah. And if I can pass that on to someone and say, look, save your money. Here's a, a, a more primitive indigenous way of doing it. Yeah. Then there you go. Love it. Now I just helped you out as well. Yep. Made me feel good. And anyway, yep. <laughs> pillar number three. Or maybe there's the modern examples that are actually superior to the indigenous practices as right. well. Yeah, that's A- great. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, and it yep. just goes back to being curious enough to want to explore all the ends of the spectrum. Exactly. You know, exactly. the, the parts of the spectrum. That's it. That's it. So number three is quality consumption. Mm. Mm. I love this consumption of both food and water and air and information. Am I hitting it? You said it without me even saying it. And, I I, and, it. and again, I love it because you are very intuitive and you, and you get it, right? And I've explained this on several podcasts, but I always say that I chose the word consumption on purpose and with, with much intention yep. because it used to be when I was practicing nutrition, everyone talked about only what they ate and like, okay, well, so you should eat this and eat that. But I grew up in a culture where you drink soda. And so, you know, yeah, you might eat healthy. You might be within your macros. You might be within whatever. But if you're, if you're drinking soda and things like that, you can't forget to add that in as well. So then I started talking about food and drinks. Right. And then, then, and then I found myself saying, well, wait a minute. If also who you surround yourself with, and the the energy even from the lights or lack thereof like the yeah. junk light junk food junk energy yeah right because we emit energy yeah. so if you're around a negative person all the time that could be just as bad as eating a snickers bar and drinking a dr pepper that's so well said yes so so well said consumption had to be a had, was the only word i could even describe yeah. that covers all of that yeah because what do you consume i, I use input is what I use for very good. Yeah. Inputs what very I used good. for the seed theory chapter two and high level perception that you have to be so vigilant of the inputs input stream of everything that comes in. And so, uh, yeah, that's great. This is reminding me a lot of Robert Piercig's Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance, the metaphysics of quality, mm. um, because he asks what is quality as just a fundamental question to students and people, you know, and to try and answer that question of what is quality will inevitably lead you more towards well-being, flourishing, abundance, goodness, prosperity, heaven, enrichment, all of these sort of words of higher morals, higher ethics, higher spirituality, all this type of stuff that will get you closer and closer to this archetype of like Christ or Buddha or Lao Tzu or Confucius or whatever. And then, and then you become more and more of a channel for that throughout your life. And so that's why I think you honing in on having this word 
quality in front of all of these is so interesting because it, it acts as a mechanism for other people to think. What is quality? Bingo. Bingo. I love Bro, it. I need to, that's why I need to have you on my team because you, 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 you're understanding you so what I'm putting out there, but you just have a way of, of wording it, and that's exactly right. It's like the quality is also a spectrum. So there's a spectrum within all of the pillars, but then even the word quality has a spectrum, right? <laughs> so, you know, it's like, and, and yeah. again, it goes back to these layers. Yeah. And if it wasn't for us having this conversation, sometimes these things don't get fleshed out, which yeah. is why I think it's beautiful that our friend Shaker Pie put us together yeah. because he knows that there is some synergy there. Yes. He knows that we could probably talk for hours and maybe we will, <laughs> but, um, the yeah this is this is a very 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 good good um this. piece in fact when you when you said that there's the question on what is quality yeah. right that's what the question yeah. is there's a question that me and most of my friends and my and my real friend network and i say the real friend network are the people that i consider real friends and that i spend most time talking with and things like that I Real always, friends. Yeah. How many of us? How many <laughs> of us, us have them? Yeah, um, I asked a question, and I know Shaker listening right now, he's, he, he knows what this question is, but I always pose the question of what is ego? Yeah. This is good. And that this is, good. It's another great is a very, very interesting. Not, not only is it interesting, an interesting question because it's a hard one to answer, but I love to see and feel and understand what people consider to be the answer. Yes, exactly. Because it's it's like, what is love, right? Well, you know, there's many things we could say about what is love, but what is ego is interesting. And I have a very strong understanding of what I feel ego is, yeah. and it's embedded within these this. pillars. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so why don't, <laughs> why don't we, Let's go through the pillars and then go to the ego. Is that probably the be best? Uh, up to you. Yeah, to let's you. do that. I, think I thought you were just about to do an ad for a moment. I'm like, wh why don't we take a break take before a we break. do the? <laughs> yeah. So for for any for anyone that's uh, tuning in and interested in uh, in a brand deals uh, advertising uh, that type of stuff, just uh, simulation series at gmail dot com. But it has to be ethically and morally aligned is number one key. So yeah. Uh, so reach out to us. And uh, let's um, let's let's get it let's popping. fund this to do all the cool <laughs> things that we want to yeah keep doing with it. Uh, and then yeah, I think we'll do four and five, and then we'll do the description of the ego and its relation to cool. yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm just um, getting cool deja vu right now. I love, <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, deja vu is so interesting. I okay, um, number four. Yes, is quality activeness. Excellent. Okay, and now. Before we even get to five, I'll have you understand that, you know, keep in mind my claim to fame or claim to infame, infame <laughs> is as a fitness trainer. So most people who have heard of me and, and they start to understand my posing of this five pillars, the one being the most important, most pe people would assume that I would talk about exercise first. Yeah. Right. I love this. But the fact that we chose the most upstream That's being awareness, awareness That's right. and then sleep and recovery and then consumption and then activeness, it's like, well, wait, maybe exercise shouldn't play as big of a role yeah. as we think it should. Yeah. Right. Because if you do all these well, 
you do the next one even better. So quality activeness is the very cliche idea of just moving as much as you can find opportunities to move because each of these, the the higher the number or the lower the number. So number one through four movement culture. Yeah. 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 The, you know, we should be able to do awareness much more than we could ever do sleep and and recovery. Right. We should be able to do awareness is the moment to moment. Yes basis of the highest yeah yeah right and then from there everything else is natural flows yeah right yeah. so like if you know sleep and recovery we should be able to do longer than we would do consuming yeah right yeah. consuming of, of even food drink whatever and then we should be able to be way more active than we are exercising yeah okay so i could walk all day long and be active but never consider that to be exercise that's right and so it goes back to number five and the idea of well what is quality exercise right so is five quality exercise Exercise, okay it is okay okay yeah so it's okay interesting yeah so that that should cause people to ask a question and i say this a lot anytime there's a question there's an opportunity to educate and that education mm-hmm. can come in, in, in both ways on both sides. You know, I, I get a chance to understand something that someone else, what their answer would be or their perspective is. Um, and then maybe I have my own perspective. But I think quality exercise is something that you plan, that you have a certain objective, yeah. whereas activeness oh yeah the objective is just to be active that's right right so activeness is kind of more like me going like hmm i'm gonna take a break from my you know my wrists and my and my lower back i'm gonna go stand out in the sun for a bit stretch a bit do a little bit of yoga a couple seconds couple maybe a couple minutes and then come back in keep on the flow exercise is like i'm scheduling an hour so that i can go and go on this bike ride go on this hike go to this lift some weights yes everything go around on the beach this kind of stuff a very easy way to kind of separate those is one usually requires you to change into a different set of clothing or shoes oh there you go that's (laughs) a good way to that is a good way to differentiate it yeah i see that so we could be very active in fact we are the fact that i'm moving my hands and my mouth and my i mean because you're gonna sweat usually also that's another usually you do sweat usually yeah yeah yeah, yeah, in the exercise Yeah. Yeah. Usually. And, and you're, you're changing maybe your, your, you know, your different metabolics, right? So you, maybe you go from aerobic to anaerobic, um, or your heart rate changes and and there's more consumption happening within the body. Body. Right. So, um, that's typically the, the differentiating factor, but, um, it's activeness is a, is an interesting one because calling on the body to metabolize more. Yeah. 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 Right. I see. So there's ways to, to really uncover that. But I purposefully set it up in this in this way to get people to go, wow, so maybe I should think less about how much I'm exercising. Yeah, yeah. And more about the quality of my awareness as the first as yeah. the first thing. So for those that are also only uh, listening as well, we'll give you guys the breakdown. Um, five pillars for optimal health and wellness by Josh Holland. One quality awareness most upstream two quality sleep and recovery three quality consumption four 
quality activeness. Five, quality exercise. And I love this a lot as well because it also deeply relates with Michael Holt, who we just had on the show a couple of days ago. And for him, he has his similar style pillars. And what's incredible is that there's not only so much synergy between these pillars and that in a sense is happening across the planet for those that are very synthetic that are grabbing from many wellness disciplines and and creating things like this and so in a sense it becomes like a perennial wellness wisdom just like there's the perennial mystic traditions around the unity of all being in existence there's also the perennial wellness traditions and those that are most awake including you and michael you guys both put your awareness amazing at the top and that's that's the number one thing is that self-realization and self-actualization so the full self-realization of the unity of all being in existence we like to call that the symphony and then the full self-actualization, which is, can I be in the most efficacious, highest moral, ethical pursuit of my North Star, which is like my solo in the symphony? And so can you hold both the symphonic, oceanic unity of being in existence while you pursue a high moral excellence, virtuous solo in bringing a unique contributory gift into the world. And it starts with asking yourself, what is my awareness? What is my awareness pre-coloration, pre-phenomenology, pre-qualia? What is my awareness? Is that what we call God? Is that the nature of existence? Is this? And is this something that we can drive more via like our friends Liana Moon is this something that we can drive more into the hearts of children for mm -hmm. them to realize this for them to become the better architects of the future and so it starts with with awareness with quality awareness beautifully put and that basically answers the ego part awesome let's let's hear it from you from you on the ego part yeah i mean it, it, what you just pointed out is literally what i feel to be the ego which is quality awareness and because everything else almost doesn't matter if you know you can look at ego being a negative thing and which is, it does typically have a negative connotation when it's just kind of thrown around in in conversations but there's also a positive side to it yeah. And that positive side is what enables us to actually know who we are, who yeah. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Because without it, none of this matters. Yeah. Because then, you know, we just do what we do and there's nothing else. You're just a blob and a speck in this unified field. I mean, if you really imagine what it's like to be not even a, a, a sand, a piece of a sand grain, <laughs> you know, it's like. If you think of a, sand, a piece of sand, a sand grain, and say that's, that's you amongst the rest of us around the world, you start to realize that, wow, it's, we, it is more about the unified field than 
just what am I doing today and how am I affected by wearing a mask or not wearing a mask and you know and uh, my being able to see my family or not be able to see my family or it all comes back to the awareness and what impacts me impacts a lot of people it's a ripple effect a butterfly effect like we talked about earlier so I always think that the quality awareness is what ultimately is the ego and whether you use it in a negative sense yeah. or use it in a positive sense is the quality aspect of it. Yeah. The spectrum. Yes. Yes. That's, I see that. I see that now. And there's, a, again, a, like kind of like a perennial philosophy and psychology around, hu- around human development and evolution from the child to the adult across all of the different greats like Jean Piaget and Lawrence Kohlberg, Eric Erickson, Ken Wilber, Shirobindo, the Mother Mira Alfasa, Claire Graves, Don Beck, Chris Cowan. I've done a lot of analysis of what they've put out and the perennial wisdom across them in child and human and adult development is something along the lines of that we go from this more egoic state of consciousness to a more gradually to a more social state of consciousness to a more ethno state of consciousness to a more world state of consciousness then to a transpersonal state of consciousness then to a non-dual state of consciousness and then what we hypothesize is the symphonic consciousness which we mentioned a little bit ago which would be something like what you were saying which is where the ego is this ken wilber calls this transcending and including all of the stages because you're including you're transcending and including the stages and the ego becomes something that's extremely healthy Mm. it becomes something that is what the self-actualization process is which is where you play that unique solo that unique contributory gift but you're doing it from a state of unity god christ buddha consciousness from Mm -hmm. that level of being and you see the self in the other every person every creature everything the sufi mystics had a saying it was everywhere you look you see the face of god and so the more that you come from that angle the less you have any proclivity for any malevolence negativity at all and so this is I see the relationship there and I also see the relationship as you were saying in you know in, in chapter 7 we have it's um, the sorting algorithm in high level perception and we talk about the synthesis you have to you have to drain the dirty bathwater you have to take the baby and so like modernity and indigeneity both have their dirty bathwater but they both have the, the beautiful baby in each of them and we have to synthesize them together and in this case each one of these pillars has their own on the spectrum from indigeneity to modernity they have their own unique contributory gifts to bring together and synthesize and to drain that dirty bathwater. so i see that embedded in this too it's super super rich and it makes a bunch of sense now and we haven't even gotten into the biohacking stuff but it's but now it makes a lot of sense why yeah. people are like you know josh holland like he's the guy like that's uh, so that's it Dude, it's th- well, thank you. Thank you for putting yeah. that together like that. And it's, <laughs> I'm glad you even just brought that up. The fact that we've been talking however long we've been talking, 
And this is the stuff that matters, right? Yeah. The other stuff is fluff, right? Like, of course, I, you know, the biohacking stuff can be implemented whenever or never. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if it becomes this thing that allows people to come to me to say, you know, I've been really wanting to get into biohacking. What is it? And they see this guy named Josh Holland. Maybe they then go, well, let me, this he's a little bit deeper than what I imagined. And what was that? So he's talking about how to work with erectile dysfunction, but now he's also talking about how to sleep, but he, now he's talking about what to eat and then he's climbing trees and then he's barefoot. Yeah. Then it's yeah, like, yeah, ah, yeah, there's yeah. much more to all this stuff, you know? And at the end of the day, we're all biohackers. It's just that what's, what's sexy, if you will, is what can go on Instagram today, right? And uh, <laughs> this whole social dilemma, because, you know, you're not going to see many people on Instagram doing a meditation that's, you know, mind-blowing, right? Because how do you document that, <laughs> right? Uh, maybe fear and loathing in Las Vegas, but like, <laughs> yeah it's interesting it's interesting that you said that because it's been an hour of convo and what this tells me is that probably although it's a balance between the indigeneity and the modernity i do think it's probably there's some skewedness to the indigeneity sure. side sure. of this because we spent that whole bit especially like the last whatever 20 minutes unpacking these pillars and that like in these pillars are what is you could say is like perennial wisdoms around wellness mm. and flourishing um, and starts with starting with that quality awareness and then all these other downstream things but also what I love about science engineering modernity technology what I love about this is that we get like in chapter six in AI coach, we have this. Out of all of our graphics that sort of illustrate a lot of the points that we've been talking about throughout this, including that sort of symphonic consciousness where you have both the symphony and the individual solo we have graphics for all of these things mm -hmm. that i've been mentioning throughout and this is very important to have these visualizations along the way what the sort of tech modernity biohacking gives you is it gives you this thing this is like what we call the ai coach in chapter six it's like if i can get a stream of my biometrics and this is what you know shaker and ted Achacoso and the whole home hope community are very passionate about as well is that if you can get a stream of your biometrics especially at the level of the metabolomics to identify when there are imbalances occurring and then heal those quickly adjust those quickly in order to prevent the downstream pathology from developing you can retain youthful homeostatic capacity you can feel like an 18 year old when you're 70 and that's where you can hit like Aubrey de Grey calls it the longevity escape velocity mm -hmm. and you can choose if and when you want to die rather than it just coming in and hitting. And so plus all of these other incredible benefits. But the other things with the AI coach besides, you know, biohacking for uh, the er eradicating the pathologies and retaining youthful homeostatic capacity is other things like if I can uh, take a readout of my 
potentially EEG and 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 an EKG sort of my the states of my of my both neural signature and my uh, heart rate variability in ways that can enrich me on a sort of on a moment to moment like feedback level where it's like you know maybe there's sort of some like creeping up of like an egoic consciousness or a primal consciousness or something that is uh, maybe serving some sort of short termism one marshmallow behavior of you know smashing the bag of cheetos rather than you know delaying and having Mm -hmm. a little bit of salad or some apple and stuff like that right and maybe you can get these interventions that come thanks to this these ai coaches and what's called homomorphic encryption which is what allows all of your massive data visualization to have the best possible artificial general intelligence computational capacities give you insight without ever decrypting your data Mm. so now you also have math and crypto that allows you cryptography that allows you to have uh, an encrypted data have these beautiful insights happen without the decryption ever occurring so you have all of these sort of you know biohacking towards my north star the all these patterns that we can leverage in order to to benefit us i'm curious like there's there's a bunch of these that that you have i mean so you have a let's see if i can get this right there's a certification in cpt in cms or and then ems electrical muscle stimulation primal blueprint coach movnat l1 movnat movnat l1 okay so tell us about yeah tell us about (laughs) yeah tell us about these because i don't i don't know these um and this is kind of really related to what we're talking about. And also not only tell us about them, but also tell us about the certification processes in them. And also the, which biohacking technologies go with each of them. And we can do some demos and stuff along the way. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So, um, yeah, with, with my background in trying to be as, um, well-rounded as possible, I wanted to search out for, different certifications that would would enable me to step into certain platforms, step onto certain platforms or step into certain doors. And so one of the first ones is the NASM, N-A-S-M, CPT, which is the National Academy of Sports Medicine Mm. Certified Personal Trainer. Oh, cool. Yeah. National Academy of Sports Medicine Certified Personal Trainer, N-A-S-M, CPT, NASM, CPT. Yeah. Got it. Um, and that's a very sort of, um, it's more what, classic yeah, classical training. Absolutely. That's it's, like what you get when you get the fitness coaches at the gyms. Is that exactly right? Exactly. Right. Okay. Okay. And it's probably the most, uh, well-known and well-recognized accepted certification out there. So there's, it's usually down to two major ones, especially in this country, NASM and ACE Academy of, uh, I think corrective exercise. Um, something along that line. Don't don't quote me on that. But um, NASM and ACE, and I've gone through certifications with both via different platforms. The thing that I never really liked about the the world of of fitness is that you had to have this. It's almost like driving a car, getting a driver's license. When you get a driver's license, it doesn't mean you're a good driver. It just means that you've taken a test 
to prove to some person, one person, that you're great. you're able to drive, right? But it's not until you get on the road that you find out, like, wait a minute, I'm not such a good driver. Or maybe you are the best driver. But then even that's a spectrum because are you trying to be a race car driver, which is a different certification. Man, this right? applies to, <laughs> like, the MCAT and oh. doctors. This applies to law. All of it. Um, all, every field that kind of requires one of these uh, yes certifications. Like, it kind of baselines you in. Yep. But then how Bingo. well studied are you across the field? Bingo. Yeah, int- okay. I, I look at it as, like, Hey, you got a certification? Cool. So it, you've proven that you can retain an, enough information for a long enough time to be able to answer a few questions that they set for you. Okay. Because yeah. I can't tell you the last time I used the OPT model of, you know, what it means to, to set up a client with, you know, okay, this is for these six weeks, you do this for these six weeks, you do that. But then every time I would train a client, it was like, they didn't want to hear all that, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes like when, a, like, let's say when I first got certified and I'm like, okay, I'm good to go. Got my certificate up. I'm going to start hitting up all the major clients. And this was basically right when I was sort of parting ways with Madonna, working with Madonna for the first time. Cause I wanted to, to set out and start my own gym and my own studios and have, you know, just start to do more within the, the fitness and health world. So I started to get the the top of the tops of the certifications and NASM was one of them. But every time I would train a, a new client, and this would be people who are some of the wealthiest people in the world at a, at a, um, a fitness, it's not even a fitness, but it's a, uh, a club, a, a membership exclusive club in New York City called the Core Club. Mm-hmm. When I would train different clients there, I would realize that like, maybe I would set up three different exercises, this many reps, this much time and this and that, but then they would come up the stairs and they might be in a boot because they had a skiing accident, but they're going to come and get their workout. So I'm like, Oh, well on the program, I had you doing box jumps and lunges and squats, but you can't do any of that. So I would have to scratch that and come up on the fly with some things that I might've learned from this and that. Right. And there's no amount of certifications that's going to prepare you for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Again, back to my curiosity, I'm like, well, okay, I'll get this to kind of get the base and let everyone else know that, okay, this guy is not just some quack coming off the street saying that he can train people. Okay, I do have a base. In a sense, that's adding the art to the science. Right. I love that. Right, right, exactly. So so NASM was one of the main ones that I kind of keep. In fact, it's coming up on um, renewal, and you have to do, just like in the medical field, you have to do... uh, um, what is it called? CEUs, which would be continuing education units. Yeah. And it's the same in, in most okay. health and yeah, wellness yeah. fields. Right. And yeah. so you have to do a number of those just so that they know that you're not just like getting the certification and then never coming back to it. So yep, yep. anyway, so that's that the CMS is certified micronutrient specialist, certified micronutrient <laughs> specialist. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah, break this down for us. Yeah. Th- that's essentially, it's just a, again, it's a number it's, I was, a, I'm a good test taker. I guess I take tests well, right? So I can retain information. I have a photographic memory and I'm able to visualize certain things and I can, you know, do it. But ultimately what that was is it showed that I was proficient in being able to identify and understand the differences between vitamins and minerals and, um, you know, macronutrients, micronutrients, and which ones are synergistic and which ones are antagonist and how to 
help a person through iron deficiencies and well, right? like all of these things. Mm-hmm. But that's also a part of one of my first health coaching certifications. Mm-hmm. And this was through um, the CMS that I have here was through the uh, Jason and Mira Calton of Calton Nutrition. Okay. And uh, they, they had some great books. Uh, one was called um, Naked Naked Health, I think it was called. And then another one is um, Rich Food, Poor Food. And so, yeah. I've Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I, yeah. That's great. I yeah. Love it. it's, yeah. It's yeah. really cool. They, they really dive into like basically um, husband and wife. I think it was, you know, the doctor, Dr. Jason Calton um, had a patient in Mira Calton. And I don't want to butcher the story, but essentially they worked with each other. He helped her through her issues with the protocols that are being talked about to this day. And so they, they kind of, he healed her of her issues. Uh, she wasn't able to have a baby. They ultimately got married. She became fertile. They have kids, but they traveled across all the continents to, to study and live with all the different communities and figured out, okay, here's what's messing us up as a people. And here's what's helping us. And what I love is that they have protocols for any type of eating profile, if you will. So if you're a vegan, okay, here's the best way to become nutrient sufficient because they've discovered that the the most drastic thing to our society is nutrient deficiencies. Interesting. And then can you give us just a couple quick um, bits on the nutrient deficiencies? Like what's the number one or number two, like nutrient deficiencies? um, And this would be like United States. Uh, well, example. in the world, because remember, they oh, went in the world. Oh, we're saying worldwide. What's the worldwide one? Well, uh, vitamin D deficiency. Vitamin D. Interesting. Yeah. It's typically like the, the that and magnesium, and magnesium would probably be the, the two main deficiencies. That and, and where are we supposed to be getting most of our vitamin D and magnesium from? From the sun. Both. Yeah. Well, the the sun is going to give you the the bulk of your vitamin d but again it depends on how well again it's on expect a spectrum yeah. right are you wearing clothing when you're out yeah exactly um do you have enough um fat sustenance are you eating enough because vitamin d is a fat soluble vitamin right so you need a fatty environment to be able to absorb it properly so interesting it, so there's so many nuances. layers so many and magnesium nuances. also from sun well no so magnesium we would get from Ideally, we would get from quality water, spring quality water, water, things like that. Water. But has been a has been enhanced and affected by the sun. So, oh, okay, okay. right. So okay. it goes back to again: are we are we actually drinking spring water, or are we drinking tap water that's been filtered that have no nutrients or far less nutrients? Sure, sure. Right. So there, there's okay. I see. So that's so the, many so things. then so then so so CMS. Certified micronutrient micronutrient specialist specialist will dive you into the, on the nutrition side quite deeply mm-hmm. um, on and this is normally when it's client facing is something around um, do you go as deep as like the phlebotomy to do the blood work and then yes. you then provide insight for uh, supplements and nutrients is that what it's like yes and um, I have to always preface that I am NOT a doctor and yes, I yes. am NOT a phlebotomist nor my physical therapist um, I have extensive background in, in a lot of these modalities totally, and yeah. experience um, but I that enables me because of the profile that I've created and because of the you know the the networks I work within I'm able to outsource that quite easily yeah so 
most of the time I can call on anyone that you can imagine in any kind of field, especially if it involves some sort of health or wellness journey. Yeah. You know, from neurologists to to you know lab technicians, anything you can think of. Yeah. Um. So. Okay. That all kind of stemmed from my first foray into the world of health coaching was the CMS okay. certification. And then the Primal Blueprint Health Coach, that's that's also another health coaching certification, which was a bit more holistic and more extensive. And it mm. was way beyond just the micronutrient yeah. and nutrient deficiencies and sufficiency. Interesting. Um, it was more holistic. So like that would have been a section of. So the Primal Blueprint Health Coach certification was very extensive. Yeah. Very extensive. Okay, cool. So it was one of my one of my cool. favorite ones, right? And in the health coaching sense. And then you touched on the other thing that's been listed is EMS. Uh EMS certified. And EMS is electrical muscle stimulation. And I brought a couple tools uh with me to, for you to try if you if you so want. But yeah. the um Electrical muscle stimulation, I have various certifications across different platforms and different brands, but you know, EMS as a whole has been around for a long time. It's been a, such a long time. And my custom, my company, System Fit, with the emphasis on the STEM, S-T-I-M, yeah. is because of the stimulation, right? The electrical yeah. muscle stimulation, yeah, yeah. but also we we sort of have a i say we my 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 group my company we came up with the idea of stimulus being a part of it as well because it's not just electrical muscle stimulation that we work with as a company we're sort of a biohacking company that that implores all of the pillars we just went through yeah and so if part of that can be sort of can help a person through their journey and if ems is part of it great if Vasper cold thermogenesis with blood we, flow restriction is a part them, of it. We had them on the show. We did. Oh, you did? Dem- We did a demo oh, did on you? Vasper on the show. Dope, yeah, dope. Shout yeah, out. yeah. That's yeah. Great. They're they're great guys. Um, there was a big part of my studio. I mean, it's one of the things I miss. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's what caused me to wear. I almost brought today ice packs because I wear ice packs now on my body, and uh, I almost brought those today for you to to try it. I just didn't have enough time getting out of the house and. I probably would be speaking with a chatter while we're talking, and that's probably not cool. Because of being colder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway. Okay. Um, okay. So EMS can involve anything from STEM, which uh, e-STEM is what most people know of know of in the uh, the physical therapy world, yep. where you may have had like a TENS therapy unit, um, T-E-N-S, and those usually affect the nerve the nerves throughout the body as opposed to the muscles. And so mm-hmm. electrical muscle stimulation is EMS and it's designed to contract and affect, excite the muscles, right? Mm-hmm. They both have a sort of a similar effect because EMS can affect the nerves and TENS therapy can affect the muscles, but one is designed for blocking nerve pain or blocking pain via the nerve. And that's the TENS therapy. So you may have seen that um, if you've had to go to the physical therapist for a back problem or whatever, and they put these little electrodes on you yep, and it, yep. it's a very low level stimulation. Yep. Whereas what, what I do and the various different suits and, and, and devices I've worked with is we have a suit that connects to each of the major muscle groups throughout your body. 
So this here would be the the abs, the obliques. We got the glutes, low back, hamstrings, quads, inner thighs. Uh, I think I may have said chest already, but there's the chest, the biceps, triceps, the traps, middle back. I think I covered them all. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. So then the the body suit goes on, and then there's an electrical stimulation that happens through all of those patches at those core muscles yeah so for instance there's a there's a little battery pack that looks like an old school pager do you remember pagers, pagers for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so this is like an old school pager a little Super thicker than one of those motorola pagers um and so this connects to magnetically and this is gold Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. So it, this is completely wireless? Yeah. Oh, so you that's use your... so dope. Yeah. yeah. So we're just charging a battery pack, and then we're taking we're taking this with us wherever we go. Wherever and, you go. And you're literally on the beach walking, and you're getting the electromagnetic... Electro-muscle... Electro-muscle stimulation. stimulation yeah. while you're doing your anything that you're up to yeah yeah so this is how a person would be and then we now have it refined to where you can use your iphone or tablet um and, oh, and you can adjust yeah. the strength mm -hmm. of the electrical current and yeah so maybe you can turn on or off certain patches down the line absolutely or something like that yeah. yeah 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 and then um you know and and again this is morphed from my experience i was one of the first American certified EMS trainers and I mean there, there's been a there's a handful but I've worked now with I think six different brands six different companies and six different types of devices and tools and we've got it down to to where now finally my company has been working with a manufacturer to create our own suit yeah so this is you know my company's suit um, this is why you see the company's logo here on the left chest. And so that's there. Boom. So cool. That, that brain logo is designed to depict synaptic firing. And that's kind of, it's hard to depict movement within a, a static image, but, um, that's yeah. what that is designed to depict. Oh, cool. Okay. And so that's stimulus and stimulation. Right. And this, so the brand is Stim and Fit. Stim Fit. System Fit. Oh, Stim Fit. System Fit. System Fit. Yeah. Okay. S Y S T I M. Mm -hmm. Ah, System. Yes. And then F I T. Right. But it's with a space? No, it's no, all no, together. All together. Yeah. System S Fit. System oh, fit. cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. So we, we obviously like with. I don't know if it's obvious, but maybe by now people listening to this show, you understand that everything I do and I put my hands on has great intention and also it's purposeful. And I like to use a lot of play on words. And yeah, so yeah. there is a system to this a system yeah. to all of this. Right. So what is the point? Well, OK, the, the point could be to activate parts of the body that don't get activated as much. Um, to maybe save time so you could you could get a lot of bang for your buck with a workout like this because 
instead of working out for an hour, you can work out for 20 minutes and, and feel like you've worked out for yeah. three days. Like <laughs> right? that fast protect you. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and so with this, you can also, cause you can use it as a physical therapy tool. So let's say that certain muscles in your body have atrophied. Well, you could use this to, to turn it back on, so to speak, to get it to build back up. You could use it to lose weight. You can use it to improve your endurance. You can use it to do a number of things, improve your strength, to get muscle size. You can do it to lose weight. So depending on how you use it, if you work out with it, essentially the goal is to enhance the workout. So the tagline we use with my company System Fit is effective, efficient, and quantifiable. Yeah. So those three things and i and you probably understand that i chose effective first for yeah, a reason because yeah, yeah. who cares if it's efficient if it's not effective, effective. Yeah, yeah. right so it, it needs to be effective first and then it needs to be efficient and that's why what you're looking at is our latest iteration of this of this suit because it started out where my company and myself i had to work with huge devices that were on a stand and there's probably something on my Instagram somewhere. Um, if you go like years back, um, way down the line, but there's probably something on there that shows, um, me connected to a, a device that's in front of me and it's connected by cables even down. Yeah. And that's what we had to do for a long period of time. Like I remember going yeah. on with on yeah. tour, having to have like separate luggage just for these devices. And, yeah, we're getting closer to it now. Um, but now, today, we have a suit that you literally just throw in the wash, let it hang dry. If you, as long as yeah. you have your iPhone and this little battery pack is charged, you got, yeah, there, there's some. So this one down, keep going to a little bit lower. That one on the, the left. This one? Yeah, that's me just finishing up a session. And, oh, yeah, see, there's the, there, there's the machine in the corner. And I'm having to connect myself to this machine and a suit with all those cables. I can only be in, in that area. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's nowhere near as efficient. No. Right. And yeah. you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of things with it. Right. That's me performing the X three bar workout, which I love the X three bar, but that was one of the early units. It's, it's one of the first FDA approved EMS units, but you could train one person at one time in one space. And that was it. Now, fast forward to what we can do now, it's like I can train multiple people with one device, with one iPad, or a person can take their own phone, connect to the app, and do their own workout. So this is designed to be, what you have in your hands is designed to be a consumer unit, a unit that's not too sophisticated because you have to be certified with these. What we've been doing before for many years is we had to certify all of our trainers to be EMS certified to understand how to train a person not to kill a person, right? Um, yeah. To where now we have this suit and, and apparatus where a person can do at home. You could do it. Yeah. Anybody can do it. Yeah. And and that's what I think hmm. is really, really cool. So we've, we've really entered into new territory. And several years ago, I knew once I first tried this, I knew that it was going to change the way we work out. And, yeah. uh, and it's still new in the U.S., but it's huge in Europe. So yeah, it's huge. It's like as many EMS studios as there are probably Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, Damn. Man. Yeah, that's crazy. That many? Yeah. That's a lot. So people are go what they're just walking in for, you know, twenty minutes of just 
EMS and they're, you know, walking out hopefully feeling a lot healthier, a lot better. Yeah. More f- yeah. And like that, that video you just saw with that machine. Yeah. That was a $20,000 machine. Yeah. It's being democratized and it requires entrepreneurs like you to take the risk like this in order to Bingo. democratize it. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. So that was a $20,000 device that was clunky. You know, it's hard to get around with. You have to check it or, or you know, you have to carry it on and hope that when it arrives that it doesn't get damaged, which has happened to me several times on a tour to now you go to something like this. That's around $3,000 Oh wow! and is the same effect. In fact, this one's even better because this uses DC current as opposed to AC current. Yeah. Okay. And now you can use your phone, put it in your bag and no one would even know. It doesn't require its own whole bag. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You can wash it. You can go. Wow. So it allows for much better compliance yeah. and, and it's a fraction of the cost. But to your point, super interesting. My company had to buy in order to get a good rate, a decent rate. We had to buy 10 of the $20,000 units. So just imagine what that's like. Yeah, exactly. And then we were in a studio in Midtown where we had to spend 45 grand a month just to keep the lights on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, now Gosh. pandemic happens and here we are. Yeah. I'm chilling, man. We got, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's a important story uh, for entrepreneurs because you take you take on the big risk to try and democratize something that's healing and wellness driven for the world, and eventually it gets down to this this level, and this is the three thousand dollar level, which is fantastic, and eventually it'll get down you know even more, and you'll be able to get these for hopefully the same price as a drone, you know, and yep. like that's really awesome. Um, and hopefully uh, stuff like this becomes more, like you said, mainstream in the U.S. because uh, I have yet to undergo, like, uh, besides in my imagination, uh, a world where we have on every street corner instead of the uh, egregious amounts of junk food um, where we have uh, healthy mm. uh, quality of food and wellness and awareness and all of these different aspects that would be great if it was that in mass like we could just walk down the street and just jump between wellness yeah uh oriented this is awesome so this is available right now still it it um yes and no okay if you if you are lucky enough to to know me and hang out with me then you know all of my friends have been tasked to be guinea pigs and so before going into full launch full production i have to make sure that everything is perfect on it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, th- this is our fourth iteration. Wow. And, um, yeah. you know, it's like each time I feel like I'm so close to pulling the trigger on going into full production mode. But thank God something told me to yeah, hold yeah. off because... To keep iterating, to make yeah, it better. Yeah, because, like, we used to have um, a zipper on the back. I think oh. I have one in, in here in the, at the bottom and of the back. that one's only the front. And now it's in the front because the zipper on the back, back it's cool. Is, but it's hard to get on yourself and take off yourself in the front it's better yeah and it goes that goes to say like look i was able to get it up up and down easy but there are people but, that are not flexible right enough. yeah exactly. right and right. so just because i can do it yeah user experience testing yeah, yeah exactly. doesn't matter so yeah i had a handful of people it was i think three different people told me yeah it's a little difficult i'm like okay back to the drawing board exactly yeah that's it yeah it, it's i liked the fact that it was on the front very thank you yeah 
Thank you. Yeah, so you know, it's like doesn't you, weigh it's, it doesn't weigh that much even the. If you scroll yeah. down, you could probably yep. see. Well, there's one on the right of me doing a, several workouts with it, so I'm just teasing it right now. So, well, no, no, like you passed. There, there's one in the middle there. This one, right? Yeah, that's me in my apartment doing some crazy work with it, and um, if the logo's in the front, that means the zipper's in the back. If the logo's logo's in the middle on the front, so that's one of the suits in which the the zipper's still in the back. I right. love this workout. I do similar stuff like this. It's yeah. very Edo Portal style. Yeah. yeah, I do this sort of stuff. I love it. So that, just so you know, movement it, culture. Baby. That is basically indigenous meets modern. I would agree. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because that's me doing some of the and you're wearing exactly, the, yeah, exactly. exactly. That's but cool. I like if that. you don't know, you don't know, right? But yeah. if you do know, you know. And so, to give you an example on the rest of some of those other certifications um, is some of my most fun and exciting certifications, which is MoveNAT, which is what we talked about um, earlier as well. MoveNAT is one of those certifications that caused me to go, okay, I feel That's at right. home. Yeah. I feel very one with nature. I feel like this is what it's like to actually like, what is the importance of, of why we do what we do? Yeah. You know, and I talk about this on, on some other podcasts, but like, it doesn't quite matter if you look like a, a chiseled God, if you can't protect your family. Yeah. Right. When shit hits the fan and, you know, something comes up and you've got to, you know, you got three guys outside ready to like take your food or water because they don't have food or water. Can you protect your family? And so does that mean you have to learn jujitsu? Maybe if you're curious like me, you will. Or if you're fortunate enough to grow up in a sense in a martial arts world where you, you know what, or better yet, maybe you need to learn how to use weapons. Whether you believe in the idea of, of, of gun control or not, it might be important to know how to defend yourself if something came at you, right? So this is what, the idea of like movement and being a human is all about is being able to, to survive and then ultimately thrive. thrive. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you got to survive first. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's, it's interesting. So I say all that to say, I relearned how to climb a tree yeah. by practicing move. Yeah. I yeah. relearned that the world is your gym, yeah. right. To be able to satisfy the idea of balance. Can you go and walk on a rail? And, and if you can, can you balance on a rail, first of all? Yeah. Just yeah. choose any rail, choose right? Any rail, can you yeah. walk on a rail? Or first, can you balance on it? Yeah. Second, can you walk on it? Exactly. Well, what's the importance of that? Yeah. Maybe that's the only path to get you away from danger. Maybe. Yeah, and, and maybe it's going to strengthen your core and body to a point to where you'll, you won't... Uh, accidentally incur some sort of downstream injury. Exactly. So there, there's many different. It's part of that whole oh, 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 quality uh, activeness. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and again, good point because in that very one exercise, let's just call it walking on a rail. In that one exercise, it could be quality activeness, and it can be quality okay. exercise. And yeah, and quality awareness. And quality awareness, of yeah, course. Of course, because that's included. Because you, that's in all of them. When you're, yeah, when your mind's wandering, you can't balance on, on any, on anything. Of like course, that. right? Yeah. 
And so how does it fall into quality activeness? Well, we could go right now without having to change our clothes yep. and go bounce on a rail and walk yep. on a rail. Yep. Or we could go, you know what, today we're going to walk on that really high rail. So we need to change our clothes to have like, you know, apparatuses to protect us if we do fall. Yeah, yeah. Right. Totally. So it's just like one or the other or, yeah. you know, we're probably going to sweat because it's hot outside. So let's put on like a tank top and let's get the, the, the barefoot shoes. You know, yeah. this is why I like to separate and how I separate the activeness and exercise. But anyway, is, is so that move, was that move Nat? move Nat. OK. And which one that was the. So uh, move Nat was is the other the, the last one that is oh um, move Nat is the one where you're using you're crawling yeah, and yeah. Oh, climbing move, and oh move Nat is like move the movement cultural yeah. yeah yeah movement culture move Nat is kind of like take the the biology of where you come from with uh, like lizards and the, it's it yeah and the way I explain and, yeah. it is it's very similar to uh, animal flow. Animal or flow. very similar to um, primal play and very similar to Edo Portal's um, yeah, yeah. movement culture. But the thing I like most about MoveNat is there's a, a, an extreme amount of awareness within the practicality of every move. Yeah, I there's see. a practicality. They teach yeah. why it's practical. Yeah. You know? Okay. And so that's really cool. Like, you okay. know, like, for instance, I'll give you one example. When you do a crab walk, we all kind of know what crab walk is, and we probably had to do that in PE when we yeah. were in school, right? Yeah. So you're on your, your, your supine, so you're kind of on your back, on your feet, though, and your hands, and you're looking up at the ceiling or the sky, and you move you know, in a, in a crab walk-like fashion. Well, in MoveNet, they teach that as well, mm-hmm. but the, the idea of doing that, a good example of, of, of utilizing that is going down a hill. So if you're going downhill and you have goods that you need to protect to get to your family. Yeah. You put the goods in your lap and then you you descale or you scale down slowly because yeah. if you're to walk down totally. you might slip. You That's might not right. have enough traction. That's right. Yeah. So you I know see, so there's a practical po- component totally. to it. I see and then you're listing the practical components for people to know as as they do the moves. I like that. Move naturally. I like the the animal flow, I like that. That that that's a strong way to primal play. Those are very strong ways to say it. Um, awesome. I mean, I totally see the the synthesis of those and its application within your personalization and your one on one and virtual trainings and all this type of stuff that's happening. Um, let's hit. Let's hit on. So simply walk the talk. You've been mentioning a little bit about how. Um, the podcasts that you've been recording have been basically a lot of the cutting edge knowledge that you know you're giving away for free via the podcast. The link's in the bio below for for everyone to check out. Um, And that there's like 130 plus episodes. There's a lot of good content. I forget how many now, but yeah, something like that. And so there's basically unpacking the wealth of knowledge that you have, disseminating that, um, having guests as well mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the the, the, mm-hmm. the idea of creating it, what, the, the reason why, right? If I ask yeah. myself why or if someone asks me why, I wanted to finally put something out that could be considered a, a resource because, quite frankly, I found myself being asked almost the same questions 
but I never like to give a, a padded response. I, I never like to give a cookie cutter response or the same response to situations because every person is different. And I think as you get to know me, you know that I, I treat each person as a special person because we all are, yeah. right? And so I know that there's a lot of care that goes into my response with that person. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's that quote about, um, you know, you may not re remember a, a person, but you may, you always remember how they made you feel, mm -hmm. something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I live by, you know? It's like, okay, if I can put this all together in a podcast, and then now when somebody asks me about, let's say, photobiomodulation, I can go, oh, hey, here's three episodes that I did a podcast yep. on that might give you some answers. Yep, yep. And then they can hear this back and forth discussion and they can go, ah, I was thinking the same thing. Okay, I get it now. Or at least if they don't, they can come back and go, you know what? I didn't quite get the answer. Now I can go, okay, but at least they tried. At least they, because are you asking me a question just to, to feel the empty space, the void in the room? Or do you really want to know about X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Because if you really just want me to suggest a tool, of course I can, because you know I've got yeah. I've got all these tools that I work with, but right? If you want to actually learn how to fish, listen to the actual episodes of yeah. me unpacking it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, spot on. Likewise, I say that, that that's gonna be a new thing that I end up saying on the program more is literally like go and listen to all of the different people in the blockchain space or the crypto space or the emotional intelligence spirituality space that we've had on the program if you actually care about learning that that specific field i know we wanted to talk about noonchi <laughs> we should definitely talk about noonchi um the subtle art and ability to listen and gauge others moods aka the emotional intelligence yeah is a good way to Say it. it's also called like eye force or power, which yeah. is super interesting. And and we could even call it awareness, it, right? Yeah. So yeah. there's the social awareness. There's the um, the situational awareness, right? But um, Nunchi is so I I have to give a shout out to my boy Salim yep. Najar. Salim found out about this book from uh, one of his I forget it's one of his uh, teachers, um, it's either either a teacher or uh, a priest, one of his priest friends, I think. Um, and he he suggested it to to Salim, and then Salim, as he got to kind of know me, he started being like, "Man, there's all these situations in which, like, you used good nunchi or you used quick nunchi," and I'm yeah. I'm like, "Well, what is what is this nunchi?" And yeah. he's like, "I got a book for you, bro." Yeah. So the the power of nunchi yeah. is the name of a book by Yuni Hong, and um, I've reached out to her. I wanna to try to get her on my show. Um, maybe you have more of a, a in, influence to get her onto your show, but um, I, I find the story to be very fascinating because the idea is, is that in Korea, they use Nunchi as a sort of um, a measure for a person's ability to have EQ, right? Interesting, so would it, would it be like there's like a sort of a a scale of nunchi ability and it's kind of like based on how much of an emotional intelligence jedi someone is absolutely okay yeah okay. and so when you when you're good you have what's called quick nunchi yeah and then they they call it like like if you're like a nunchi ninja yeah yeah then you will like 
figure it out. You would Jedi yeah. mind trick yeah. the situation, right? Yeah, and, I love and ultimately, there's a lot of examples in the book. I would suggest anyone listening right now to go and check out the book. It's amazing. Um, I listed every once in a while when I'm reading a book, because I love to read, I will take excerpts and put it into my Instagram stories. Yeah. And um, I love using the Goodreads app. Yep. because it kind of allows me to track and keep a library, a bookshelf of my books. But I also use the Readwise app. Are you familiar with Readwise? Not yet, no. Readwise is a really good app that um, has as a, as a part of its foundation um, spaced repetition. Yeah, good. Right? Good. Yeah. So it creates kind of like flashcards. Totally. Which, again, I'm all about learning and cognition and memory and things like that. So yeah. I use that and I basically take so this is a benefit to reading books on iBooks on totally. a on a on a, yeah. a tablet of some sort because then you can take all of your notes, all the highlighted notes, input it into Readwise, yep. and then it spits out every once in a while. Like if you check it every day, then you know you're getting thrown different excerpts that you highlighted because a lot of times, let's face it, we read a book and we put it down, yeah, and then you know you may catch some things like ah, I remember this book that kind of talked about this, or you can take a space repetition approach and always keep it within you yeah you know for, from time to time but back to Nunchi uh, an example of Nunchi they, they draw so many but I'll give a, an example um, let's say you walk into someone's home and you've been invited for dinner or whatever for whatever reason and you walk in and you just walk straight to the couch or straight to the kitchen or whatever. But you maybe noticed that there was a bunch of shoes piled up on the side, but you just didn't notice it enough to like either ask or just immediately start taking off your shoes. Yeah. Right. In the Korean culture, that would be very frowned upon. Yeah. Right? Totally. And so totally. the good Nunchi would be to ask, totally. Oh, would you like me to take off my shoes? Yeah. Well, in, in the, idea of nunchi and quick nunchi you wouldn't put the person you wouldn't put someone else in the in the situation to even say yes or no exactly right exactly. so someone with quick nunchi as soon as they come in yep. you just take off your shoes that's it right yep. so that is a very low level basic idea of what this book is about yep. and so some people are born with it some people learn it yeah and many others can improve upon their nunchi um, but I think at least having, cause for instance, when I, when I'm with people, one of my biggest pet peeves, and I, I use pet peeves as a part of my, the ending of my show of my, my podcast. Yeah. I, I always ask people, what are, what are your top two pet peeves? Because I feel like pet peeves is a really good way to understand someone beyond the, the, a certain level. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, so yeah. like, totally. it, you know, if we're talking about what I do and then, uh, and then, yeah. and then we go on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pet whatever. Peeves Great. Is funny. Yeah, yeah. But pet peeves is like, Oh, that's what makes you tick. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why is that important to me? Because that allows me to be able to make sure you feel the best all the time because yeah. it's going to help me feel good. And then yeah, I'm going to yeah. want to continue hanging out with you. So one of my pet peeves is loud chewing, smacking. Sure. Like <laughs> it, it yeah, yeah. literally drives me up a wall so much so that I can barely even concentrate on what's at hand. Yeah, sure. Right. Sure. And I've had several situations with friends, really close friends back in New York 
that I've, I, I was so uncomfortable that I actually said something. Yeah, and can yeah. you imagine what that goes down well, like? It, we can, we can, we can do it in playful and gentle and kind ways. Like, and, and also the more that we kind of bring Nunchi into the hearts of kids, ninja level Nunchi to the hearts of kids, uh, the more that we'll just have like a more emotionally and spiritually intelligent culture in general. One of the things that comes to mind a lot to me is that you have what you can call like the the combinatorics of two psyches interacting. If you only go under one or two or ten of these combinatorics, these different combinations of of soul personalities that you interact with, you're going to be limited. If you only hang out with scientists or if you only hang out with artists or if you, if you only hang out with people from like Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which is where I'm from okay. and for you, it's Chandler, Oklahoma, right? Like you're, you're going to get only a certain soul personality that you're going to know how to engage with and interact with. But if you start having like friends from Korea and friends from Brazil and friends from Germany and friends from all these different places around the world, and then all of a sudden you have to pick up on their soul personalities in terms of their cultures and their, their idiosyncrasies and Mm -hmm. things. And then basically you become like, Joseph in the coat of many colors, you become a cultural ninja, yeah. uh, Nunchi ninja, and then you just basically glide around with high level emotional and spiritual intelligence with every single human that you interact with, every culture you interact with. And to me, this is like a common sense thing that we must bring into the hearts of young children. Yes. And so, but I, but I, your examples are on point. Like I know, I know a lot of, um, I know a, a lot of, instances like this that are sort of like like yeah homies that have um potentially some of the finances to be able to help other homies out with what they're doing um should help them out like whether it be um through uh helping cover the cost of the meal or them going out or them going on their travels or whatever it is like this happens like the teacher and the student but then the student is a teacher for another student below them and like that's kind of also how like the whole uplifting vehicle works so there's all these types of situations like this i'm glad and we'll probably unpack um nunchi more with you with salim with yeah we're going to talk about this concept more because i'm glad that there's a word besides like emotional intelligence for it and i like how we can add the second word ninja nunchi ninja yeah to it as well i my friends and I, uh, Shaker, Salim, a few of us, we, we talk about this, right? And to your point, I, I think we should all get to a point where we can get slightly uncomfortable with each other. That's right. Because, yeah. you know, here's the thing. When I, when I bring up, hey, uh, you're really chewing your food loud. It's almost like you would think I attacked their family. Yeah, I yeah. choked them. Yeah, I yeah. slapped them in the face. And it's like, no, 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 no. I just, I don't know if you noticed that like you, your food is about to fall out of your mouth, but like, and then it becomes this weird, awkward thing where maybe it could be like, huh? Yeah. There, I'll just give you this, <laughs> this really great moment. I was at a, a summit uh, last year. It was super important that this happened. And uh, someone walked up to me and, and was like watching me speak in a, in a group of other people. And she asked me, you know, how, how do you take like feedback about improving yourself? And I was like, I fucking love feedback about improving <laughs> myself. I'm like, give it to me raw. And so she goes, 
Um, she goes, you, you have a, a little bit of like gingivitis developing. And she's like, you need to make sure that you're taking better care of your teeth. And I was like, wow, thank <laughs> you very much for that feedback. I'm like, that's, that's perfect. Because to me, I have high enough of a level of receptive nunchi to where I don't even give wow. a, I don't even give a shit how your nunchi, how your nunchi comes to me. If it comes in a non-emotionally intelligent way, of course that's going to sting a little bit more. Um, but if it comes in a highly emotionally intelligent nunchi ninji way to me, then it's going to be easier for me to take. But she came at it from a very kind of raw center Amazing, point, man. and it was very easy for me to just take in and be like, "Dope, that's really good feedback. I need to take better care of my teeth." That's and so my, beautiful. Yeah, that, yeah, so stuff like that is we we need to learn how to be able to handle that and do that more because people are really trying to help one another in scenarios like that. Yeah. Thank you to her and to you in that situation. Yeah, because. That's what it's ultimately all about, right? And so, like like you said earlier, we could take certain situations and kind of be funny and cute about it, but sometimes you gotta smack somebody upside the head with it yeah. because then otherwise, if, because like for instance- it's, it's a sledgehammer trigger versus just a little feather, which right. doesn't make you do anything. Because yeah. otherwise what'll happen, and this happened to a friend of mine, and you know, if he's listening, he's probably laughing right now, but like it's, the only time I would start to hang out with him was after he's already eaten. There you go. I, I yeah. literally was like, Stuff like that. hey, dude, yeah. um, he's, yeah, yeah. Hey, you want to go eat lunch him. or whatever? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll, eat with, I'll meet with you after. Yeah. And so For it's sure. like, okay, can you chill out with that? Because it's like, it, I can't even hear anything you're saying, right? And so yeah, yeah. I think there is a, totally, a disability. Totally. So we were talking about creating a buzzer. My friends and I were oh, yeah. a buzzer of like of noonchi. Yeah. Like, so like when uh, someone's not being noonchi, you hit the buzzer. That's that's a great that's yeah. great. Yeah, that's uh that's one of the AI coach things too that we could talk about is like that buzzer. Actually in that example that I was illustrating, she, I would say that that was probably more of feather. So she came to me with a feather about my gingivitis and I was emotionally intelligent enough to be receptive to where I took the feather and I augmented my perception and my bodily health um, from the feather rather than the sledgehammer would be me literally being in such a bad oral microbiome state, um, oral health state that I would literally have to um, go in to uh, get it taken care of uh, at a like at a dentistry level. So it's good to listen to the feather as the awakening trigger rather than the sledgehammer. Um, two last questions okay first last question <laughs> We're running long huh yeah 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 i will well we have around twos and plenty more absolutely um yeah plenty more to do um what do you think is the point of reality what do i think the point of reality is yeah why does reality exist that's a really good question um i i think it goes back to what we talked about with the ego and awareness and um I, I haven't put much thought to to this question, so it's a, it's a it's a beautiful one. I think that, like the ego, it allows us to sort of identify who we are, and I think it also allows us to understand that there's there's multiple sides to it, right? Because we we are good, we human society, we are good at separating ourselves from nature but we are very much a part of nature. But we need to be in this sense of reality to understand that we can even affect it. So it's like, 
we could we could say awareness we could say ego we could say self-actualization we could say all of these things but i think the reality component allows us to say okay i'm in it but i can also take myself away from it to look at it from a a different perspective and i think everything is about perspective yeah yeah. so i think i think reality allows for perspectives yep yep i like that yeah yeah realities allow what would be the one infinite consciousness that's undergoing the exploration that is happening with these realities to undergo this diversity in oneness phenomenon where you can have on our earth something like 8 billion different perspectives Mm. on the what's going on here Mm. and so then it's a it's a really sort of uh if the, i think the more you baseline yourself to more enlightened states what you do is in the most sort of simple way is that you take on the perspective of just one other person right so there's that's empathy you would try mm-hmm. and see it mm-hmm. from two perspectives here and when you get to like really enlightened states you're basically trying to hold all 8 billion perspectives at the same time and beyond and that's when that's when you become a light architect. That's when you really begin channeling what is the next generation, more beautiful, abundant future that our hearts know is possible. I like that. I like that. And then um, the last, the last question, what is your favorite food? (laughs) What is my favorite food? Um, Food, food. I just I love food, bro. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I had to pick one, I don't know. I, I I'd have to separate that into like, you know, healthy food or not healthy food. Um, right now I go to Erwan a lot. This is not a plug for Erwan, but I go there a lot because we're here in LA and I love it. And uh, they have this very very amazing uh, gluten free enchilada, chicken enchilada dish. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And it's like, I get that with the buffalo cauliflower I, we we've oh had that God. answer on the episode the erewhon buffalo cauliflower oh, we've had that exact oh answer goodness. on the episode before it's too good it's super interesting it's, but the chicken enchilada gluten-free there chick- too. yeah i could i could design a plate a very large plate okay. but like the yeah, chicken yeah. enchiladas the buffalo cauliflower the gluten-free mac and cheese to die for wow. um and wow. then i have to throw some greens in there yeah, yeah. um so i would say they have this um it's called the the seasonal greens, all of it, man. It's just, yeah. it's, it's the spot. Wow. <laughs> Sounds delicious. <laughs> I know uh, everyone's crushing it. And, um, that's a cool selection of, of foods, of dig foods that you dig. Um, well, this has been a really powerful conversation. I've super Agreed. enjoyed it. Agreed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, dude, I, I, I say this and I, I'm sure people say this a lot. But I literally feel like we could go for hours. Yes, yes. This yes. is this is too good. Yes. This has been a blast. Unpacking your journey, unpacking the essence of curiosity, awareness, Nunchi, maximizing health and well being from a very synthetic perspective. I love that. Yeah. It's no wonder that you're succeeding at the levels you are you found good patterns you found the top patterns i love it yeah thank you good job my brother thank you appreciate it love you tons josh love you too bro
Thank you so much for coming on the program. Oof. I love it. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below on the episode. Let us know what you're thinking. Do check out the links in the bio below. We have joshuajholland.com, his website. You can find all the great info there. You can also find his Instagram in the bio below. Go and give him a follow. He's got great posts and great stories, a lot more information there for you, as well as the Simply Walk the Talk podcast link. Go and subscribe. Check it out. Check out all of the great content that he's disseminating for free to you guys. Check that out. Like the video. Share the video with other people that you think need to hear about this subject and this these wisdoms subscribe if you haven't yet and also support the artists the entrepreneurs the spiritual leaders the scientists the engineers in your communities around the world that you believe in you can support us simulation our links are in the bio below to support us and help us flourish here in la achieve our goals and go and build the future everyone manifest your dreams into the world we love you very much take good care of your health identify those patterns we love you very much. Thanks for tuning in. See you soon. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Hey, live audience, shake it.